welcome back to the podcast, your favorite podcast. Good books, bad banter. I'm Tori. And I'm Maddie. And it's another late night. Ugh, it's always a late night. Maddie's ready to murder me. <laughs> no, I'm ready to murder myself. Just throw myself off the edge. <laughs> um, I was listening to this book on three speed to finish what it. What does it even sound like? L- like a lot of concentration to understand what's going on i bet it also helps that i already like knew what was gonna what was happen. gonna happen from a long time ago although half of it i did not remember i was reading these parts and i'm like oh shit i didn't even remember this happened mm-hmm. but so i started off reading the book and that's why it took me so long to start and i was like there's no fucking way i can finish reading it by the time the podcast we had to record so then i used my audible credit for the month to listen to it mm-hmm. and i feel like the author did a good job yeah reading. i was listening to it too oh yeah and i thought the the narrator did a really really fantastic job mm-hmm. like of making the different voices yeah because there's a lot of voices yeah. in this book yeah no there's a lot of voices and there are a lot of different characters and i think he did really well and i actually think he did the the demon voice mm-hmm. very well because there's also multiple like demon voices mm-hmm no, he did a really good job. Um, how far did you get in the book? Because you didn't finish it, you said. No, I didn't get a chance to finish it. Um, because I was on a date. Yeah, we should do our three updates before we keep going. Okay, so but my first update is that I just got back from a date. And let's hear about it. It actually, it wasn't bad. but I mean, it lasted time, longer than... Yeah, only because he got... He got there later than anticipated. Yeah. And Shelby made a good point to, like, very much, like, suss him out or whatever beforehand. So that way, like, like really be, like, picky about it since he lives in our same complex and stuff. Oh, that's fucking right, bro. So, yeah. The fact that he was that late when he lives at the same place as us is kind of well, weird. at the same time, he was doing errands, I think. But mm. I don't know. Don't ask me. Anyways, how was the date? He was nice. Like, he wasn't, like, a bad guy or whatever, but definitely would not, like, see it as a romantic relationship. Mm. There are some pretty major things that, like, that he was, like, didn't agree went. with. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's not You know, like, raging, like, feminist liberal. He was not. Not the same. Oh. Not completely. And I kind of caught him in a few like runarounds like trying to explain himself but like he was trying to be like open because i obviously like made a face whenever he said some things and i was like uh <sighs> and then he's like no 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 like I, you know i you know whatever but i think he also kind of got that vibe too because like i basically essentially said like I, I am a late like a raging liberal like i definitely like would rather have extremist liberals in office than extremist conservatives or whatever yeah only because we just had that and I was scared for my life the entire time. But at the same time, like, you know, there's just a bunch of stuff wrong with it just wasn't a match. Well no, I was just saying there's just a bunch of stuff wrong, you know, like with politics and stuff, so that's just a heated discussion anyways. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh but good the good things about him is that he was like he's willing to like work like for his stuff, you know what I mean? Like put in the work to earn you know reward you know what i mean not at all okay so he reminded me a lot of my ex and that's why i also didn't 
like I was like there are some red flags here that I had for my ex that I obviously do not want to review the ick right away it didn't give me the ick but I was just like yeah I don't want to go down this road again um but like my past boyfriend wanted to be a CEO in a day like didn't want to do the work but just wanted to be the CEO does that make sense okay yeah. like he's like he wasn't willing he to wanted to be he didn't, yeah like he would talk about all these people how they would like put in like years of like 16 hour days and miss stuff for family and stuff but in 11 years they became the ceo of the company i was like well yeah because you're putting in 16 hour days for 11 years then of course you're gonna like you know you're putting in the work to be well that's not normal like no, it's not normal, but I'm saying, like, you have to put in the effort to get to, like, those things. Yeah. He just wanted to be, like, start a company and become the CEO of it and have it be successful. Does that make sense? Without putting in, like, the effort that you have to, like, make a business grow. Mm. Like, you know how much effort we put into our podcast? Mm-hmm. He didn't want to do that. Gotcha. To make it good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He just wanted to be, like, well, I, he just wanted the title just to be CEO and to make a lot of money mm. without doing working to establish that for it does that make sense yeah i'm like trying to like <laughs> not be like i mean fucking same <laughs> i want to be a ceo well everybody <laughs> wants to see, be a ceo but you can't be if you don't want to work i know it's just funny because you're like you gotta put in so much work and i'm like i don't want to work <laughs> but no he was like no i'm like willing obviously like he knows work ethic. he has a work ethic basically so, and he was really nice. And he liked cats. I was like, what? You like cats? Because, you know, guys don't like cats. Really? They, oh, yeah. Guys, guys do not like cats. Aaron loves cats, so I guess I that's a good. That's that. a good thing. They're very rare, so. Really? Yes. I've never really met any guys who don't like cats. I've met plenty of dudes that do not like cats. Interesting. And I always fucking match with them. <laughs> You're clearly matching with the wrong men. Clearly... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, that's anyways, my other two updates. So, basically, I think he'd be a really cool friend and like cool to like hang out with that way. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. But anyways, um, second update is we went to ACL on Sunday. Yeah, we did, baby. We went and saw Casey Musgraves. I'm sure you already saw that. Yeah, and we did, baby. don't mind the lisp. I have my retainer in. I realized I put that's it in afterwards, so and I was like, well, fuck. I'm just going to keep it in because it's late. And um, we saw that or we saw Casey. That was amazing. I'm sure you saw it on our Instagrams already. And third update. Trying to think. We're going again this weekend. Yeah, we have. But we already had tickets for this weekend to go all three days. Sunday was kind of just a spur of the moment thing. Yeah. So we should just like kind of meld our three updates so we can explain. That's fine. So... Uh, I, my first update was I also went to ACL this past weekend, all three days, because I worked Friday, Saturday, and I was supposed to work Sunday, but I got enough content for the people I was making content for, and they were like, oh, like, on Sunday, just, like, have fun, or whatever, so I convinced Maddie to buy a last-minute ticket, and we went Mm -hmm. two hours early to go see Casey so that we could get really close, and we were basically, like, three people from the guardrail, and it was amazing. And Casey was like, oh, but I was at book people earlier. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, oh my God. God. And, and I she was like, I'm a slut for reading. I literally screamed and so loud. Yeah, Maddie Casey, goes, listen to our podcast. And then 
Yeah. It was just so funny. And so Maddie wants to, like, make a banner or something. We are. We're going to make a banner. Um, so if you guys are going to ACL this weekend, come see us because we have our – we're going to have our banner and we're going to have a QR code. Yeah, we got to figure that shit out. No, John already did it for us. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. Our <laughs> friend. Our John. friend, John. He's so great. He I know. He's so <laughs> nice. He literally haggled uh, – the wristband Rants. for Maddie uh-huh. that we bought from a scalper. <laughs> oh, man. He's Sunday. John's a real one. Yes. Okay. My other two updates is obviously I'm going to ACL all three days this coming weekend as well. Mm-hmm. With me. Yes. Our group Our of 12. whole friend group is going. Like Literally, everybody. I did not even fucking realize it was a group of 12. Yeah. It's a huge group. We're all going to take the bus. No one's going to be driving. <laughs> get their ATX. <laughs> We're going to be. Our friend Kimmy does Shout like. get their ATX. <laughs> shit. Like how to get around the city. So we decide we're going to take the bus. And third update would be that my friend Haley is coming to visit from mm-hmm. Wisconsin for ACL. And I haven't seen her since December. So I'm pretty My psyched. sister or is no coming into town. January? Yeah. You haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. My sister's coming into town, and this is the first time that we're ever going to be, like, in a context of, like, partying. music festivals, partying, and stuff. And this is her first music festival, yeah. I believe. Ever? Yes. Oh, my God. That's why I'm, like, super That's fucking excited so exciting. for her and to And we here. might go out. We'll probably go out Friday, Friday night, night to the bars after ACL. Because my friend Haley's never been to Austin, and I, like, want to show her as much as I can. Didn't she say you wanted her to move here? Yeah, she's, like, talked about it before. Okay, okay. And I'm like, hmm, maybe if I show her how amazing it is here, she'll want to come down. Right. She's, like, so mature and adult. She, like, owns her own condo in Milwaukee. What the hell? Like, she's got her shit together, and I'm, like, so not like that, unfortunately. But what do you mean, unfortunately? Just not your thing. Not your time yet. I would like to be a little more together. I'm hoping by age Excuse 30. Me. It gives me like three, two and a half years to get it together. You'll be fine. We'll don't, see. Don't give yourself a timeline. It'll be fine. Anyways, so let's those get are into updates. Those are updates. And let's uh, get into like actual book stuff. So yes. you, I'll give a star rating anyways because I'm really like enjoying it. I'm still going to finish it tomorrow. Okay. I want to know what happens. So Do you want me to... Sp- well, obviously yeah, I'm gonna obviously we're going to have to spoil it. That's fine. I What's still want to read yeah, it for you myself. You totally should because the ending is like The wild. better part? Okay. Yes. It takes a little bit to get to it, but it's still really interesting. So I'm going to give it a three and a half for right now. Yeah, I um, think that's a solid rating. To Until I get to the end. So Yeah. I'd give it... I'll give you an update next week on like what my final... Okay, or no, I'll give you an update on the fucking Instagram. On our Instagram, yeah. Duh. Um, I'm going to give it a three and a half as well. I love this book. Obviously, I'm the one who kind of, like, chose it for this month because mm-hmm. I've read it before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of my favorite books in high school as well. And I still really enjoyed it. Like, that, the three and a half is just because it's, like. The um, writing is a little funky. Yes. The writing can be hard to digest. And I think that's what brings it down. But the story itself, I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And you don't know if it's a psychological thriller or a horror thriller, which I... I thought it's both. I mean, it kind of is both. Like, the whole time you are second-guessing yourself, you're second-guessing the reality of the book. And obviously, you know I like that. So, mm. I guess I'm going to bump it up to four because I just... I do like that so much. Yeah, I feel like you're it's, more... It's, it's more really just the writing. For you, for the way you're saying it, it's like, it sounds more like a four. Yeah, it definitely is. Sometimes um, you have to voice, like, your rating and then kind of rationalize it. You're like, well, yeah, maybe you have to, like, think like, through it. Yeah. I've done that before where I give a book, like, a higher rating. 
than it deserves. And then I like think about it longer and I'm like, mm, I need to knock a star off or something. I like know. That. There's been times where I've even gone back and like edited my book Your Instagram reviews. Oh. Yeah. And added a star or deducted a star. Yeah. Or deducted a half star. So I get it. Yeah. 100%. But I'm more than halfway done. I'm at like 65%. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I still have but a you still have chunk, the main which I s- that's so funny that I like started obviously right before or like stopped right before it got like crazy. Yeah. So basically this guy named George, he's going to therapy in his 30s because he just had a kid and, and he, he can't hold him. Can't hold him, can't be near him without freaking out. And it's this journey of him reflecting on his childhood and figuring out why he can't hold his kid. It's ruining his marriage, like his everything. Mm-hmm. And so we find out that he lost his dad when he was young, 11, mm-hmm. 11 um, as a kid, because that's when the flashbacks are too. Uh-huh. when he's 11 years old or whatever. When he goes to therapy or yeah, he, he goes, goes to therapy, therapy and they tell then. him to start writing like down his past therapy session when he was a kid yes and that's whenever he starts remembering all these memories and stuff that he kind of has like repressed or blocked yeah it's like he like remembers them but he's like doesn't think about them hard enough to actually like reflect on what they mean because he doesn't really want to look hard at that because it was obviously a very fucked up time of his life right so we're, we're just going to get right into it today, so click out if you don't want any spoilers. Yes, click out um, and go read the book if you would like for spooky season, even if it isn't spooky season, and then come back and listen to what we have to say. Yeah. Okay. First thought, uh, George, wow. He's fucked. He is. He's crazy. And, like, it's, like, pretty apparent that he's kind of narcissistic, like, in the... <laughs> third yeah. page the way he talks about how the the therapist the therapist he's like him. psycho he's psychoanalyzing how the therapist is psychoanalyzing him yeah he's <laughs> like i say this because i know you'll react this way and that's what i want mm-hmm. basically like doing what he kind of manipulate the therapy to go in his way but as we always know those narcissist psychopath sociopath people they always are way too confident in themselves and then they trip up and then th- so the therapist does obviously say things that get through to him and they mm-hmm. end up having good therapy sessions as the book goes. But in the beginning, especially, he's like kind of writing it off. Right. He's kind of condescending about it. He's like, I'm yeah, I don't need these things. Yeah. You know, he's kind of like not like a quack, but like this is overrated. Essentially. Yeah. So. I think it's really interesting how he refers to the therapist as you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, like, a something that you don't see in books a lot. And I felt like that was interesting. Well, it doesn't... Ar- you said it kind of reminds me... Reminds you of you. Yeah. The story. The, the, um, the story, show. The show. Yeah. Which I haven't seen. <gasps> at all. That's sinful. No. Bro, that's like one of my favorite shows. I've rewatched it like three times. Really? Yeah. Aaron and I, when we don't know what to watch, we will literally throw that on. <laughs> Which may be fucked, but it's so good. Comfort show. Yeah, it's so good. I like how the comfort show is literally a stalker. <laughs> Murder. Murder. Um, Murder. But so 
when we start going to the flashbacks, it's George and his parents, his mom and his dad, and they're both well, scholars. Well, it's not really even his dad. It's mainly about his mom. Yeah, in the beginning, because they'll in the figure beginning. out, like, why he is the way he is, because he's bullied. Yes. He has he, bad hygiene, because his parents, like, are don't. very smart, so they don't know how to parent him. Yes. Like, well enough. They, they treat him like a small adult. Yes, and... It's way too intense for someone as young as him. Yeah. I remember them, like, how the mom got upset at the dad explaining something to him. Oh, about the demons of hell and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they uh, Whenever he hell. was four. And I was like. Yeah. Well, that's why he's fucking fucked up, I dude. Know. And that's literally why this, like, kid is basically a demon. <laughs> yeah. And manifesting this demon, basically. Yes. Um. So, he, his dad dies when he's young. But he doesn't know why. He just knows that he died. He got sick. Yes. That's what that's they it. say. He went to Honduras uh-huh. to do what sounds like mission work, basically. Yes, because they said that he had a lot of religious, like, overtones. Like, everything, everything had a religious overtone to yes. what it was. As you go further in the book, you learn that the dad literally has, like, a manifesto of sorts. Like, he was writing letters to Tom Harris about, like, demons and possession and all this crazy shit. And he's known as a mystic. Right. Which is someone who's, like, very deep in the church, I guess. And, um... Yes, because they refer to the to George as a mystic too. Yes, because he can, like, communicate with this demon, basically. Yeah, where because he... They uh, said that the beacon said they're drawn to beacons or like the, the demon, demon said they're drawn to beacons and that if you take an interest, then like, yeah, those. it's basically the demon takes uh, George on these like, like psychedelic like yes, I was about to say psychedelic. Yeah. He has these like auditory and visual hallucinations and he sees like that he's basically in like pure dark Darkness. night and like it's very thick but then they like float through it and he sees like all these lights and they look like windows and they're all lit up and he asks the demon like what they are and they're beacons and it's basically anyone who's interesting or takes an interest mm-hmm. and so it's pretty much anyone who's like open to an entity coming into their life right and obviously demons like that because they want to invade your life right it's all very interesting. Metaphorical. I, I fully believe in that kind of shit, too. Mm-hmm. So it freaks me the hell out. I'm, like, so closed off to that stuff. I am always like, nope, I don't accept this. I don't allow this in my life. Yeah. Like, all that kind of shit. I do not accept this energy. I do not accept no. this. I it's respect not you. In my household. I respect this energy to be somewhere else. It is not welcomed in this house. Yeah. It never is welcomed in any of my family's houses. No, I'm Never so in my spaces that, that I see. And to know family members or friends that I associate with. Yeah. It's like, on nights I get freaked out, I literally go through a list in my head, like, no bad things can happen to me or my friends or my family or my mom or my sister. That's like literally me. <laughs> like at night, if I get too freaked out, I'll yeah. like, when I was a little girl, I would pray every night, like to myself, like, and I'd have a list of things I'd go through. Same. And I'd be like, please, 
please your lord please your lord, let there be never any tornadoes <laughs> hurricanes <laughs> earthquakes tsunamis fires <laughs> burglars aliens like literally like a list going down the li- like yeah to anybody and so yeah it always helped me fall back asleep but uh yeah. but yeah i there's still times that i even do it now for comfort oh same for okay. comfort and also obviously for protection. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna bring it back. So one thing I like really try to pay attention to is when demons and possession and religion was talked about before he started seeing this mm-hmm. demon friend. He calls it his friend. Yeah, his friend. Because he, it comes to him when he's very lonely, being extremely bullied. As a little boy that feels like Tom neglected Sawyer. by his mom because he thinks she's trying to date other people. Was you trying to think that she's dating Tom Harris? Right, which is we not find right. Out is not happening. But um, Tom comes over and talks about how he went to a church and these people were acting possessed or whatever. Uh huh. And then when Tom is telling that story, he uh, George accidentally burns his mom on the stove. Yes. And so I feel like that's like the first thing that gets planted into his brain about this that like opens the door to all of this who's the door like tom talks about how he went to a church and saw these people acting possessed and like speaking in tongues and yada yada and like that's the first time it's like talked about in the book i guess i should say because obviously his dad talked about it when he was younger demons dragging you to hell whatever but i just feel like that like planted a seed in georgia's head Mm-hmm. that and like these things are sprinkled throughout to make you again question what's going on the reality of it right but let's see this is based in the 70s yes late mm-hmm. 70s early 80s and so the racism sexism and homophobia is oh, rampant it's so bad in this book i uh, noticed that and then like even like the disability like using the r word yes oh my god i was, I was so like bad. whoa using the n word i was like what the hell the, the, the one redeeming quote-unquote factor is that when he said that word it was because someone it was a therapist who like kicked she someone out of their out office for using, using that, that word. word. I was like, is this, I don't know what to think. This makes me feel very awkward and weird. They also try to reiterate that they're in the South where like tradition and being like, like that uh-huh. good Christian family is like very important because right. obviously George's family is full of scholars. So they are looked yes. at as like very strange. And his mom is like a hella feminist. Yes. And so she's kind of like ousted in a lot of communities as well. So like that like doubles down on their isolation layer where George feels like he has no one to turn to. Right. Which is why he turns to this freaking demon. Oh, yeah. And then he gets bullied at school. Excuse me. So sorry. Um, he gets bullied at school and his like friends are making fun of how his dad died. Yeah. Which was horrid. So fucking terrible. Oh my god, yeah. This book is kinda intense. But then there's also another um time whenever he, they're making fun of his dad and she's like, Well at least I have a mom to Dean. Oh yeah, because Dean's mom <laughs> left, left him. him. I was like 
yikes but yeah. also you poor child have been made fun of so much i would fucking lash out too if i were you but yeah um so, so the first time the spirit comes he's it's at night yeah he's and asleep and it like wakes him up george he's calling him yeah and, and he sees it and window. it's a little boy on the branches like the really thin branches so that he knows that like it can't be like a real boy or he has to be really light yeah and he's looks like tom sawyer well the first time it ever huck happens or huck like finn. Huck finn. why did i say tom sawyer um huck similar. finn and the first time he actually ever sees him is he's in the shower and he just sees a face oh yeah and he passes out and the mom comes in and tom harris comes in and makes sure that he's okay yeah and he's like uh i saw a face right it's just a face and then later that night is, night when, is when he saw the he entire the body. Yeah. It's like a straw haired boy in like scraggly clothes. He uh-huh. describes him as, which I think is interesting that he's like so descriptive of the way the kid looks because then the therapist brings up later on that he envisioned, basically he thinks that the demon is his shadow self that he projects all his negative emotions on and like what his negative self or perception of self is yes yes and so huck finn is this free kid who ran away from home and has like Uh no rules and and nothing so like that's how come he like pictures him that way Uh uh-huh and it's so true because throughout the book he talks about how he cannot have certain emotions or say certain things because he doesn't want to disappoint his mom Mm -hmm. and it's like very evident like He's suppressing. Because she can't handle the suppressing emotions. Suppressing and repressing. She is like someone who probably shouldn't have had children because she like did not know how to parent. Right. But she also didn't have a great partner. The she dad was. She says how the dad was really hard to like live with and right. whatnot. So. And the and, and I he remember he overhears rules. that. He overhears that and he's like, "How can she say that about my dad?" Yeah. Okay, where else? What else do I have written down? I have notes this week, friends, for the whole thing. Girl, she always got notes. You just gotta assume. Um. But let's see. I talk about the beacons. Mm-hmm. And he talks about my, f- how he calls it my friend because he asks what his name is and he gets pissed off. Like the demon gets so mad because that's something that's supposed to like give you control over them as if you have their name right in like is that later in the book um i don't think we ever learn its name because technically it follows him his whole life like Mm. i don't want to like talk about the very end yet but like we see it one last time um shit oh yeah and something that was interesting was so George is looking for like acceptance and to be wanted. Right, exactly. And the demon when it like when George answers its questions correctly, he says he hears like applause. Uh-huh. So he's like gets th- like so happy cuz he's being praised. Right. And then he's like, "Oh, what's your name?" And then the demon gets really fucking pissed off and then George is like, "Oh, I'll shut up again." So like it's just immediately manipulation from the beginning. I just for someone who's a fucking wimp-ass shit, I love learning about these things. I know. I I'm don't very know surprised why. that you can't even watch, like, movies about this, but you'll read a book. That I'm telling you, I can't watch the movie, but I can read a book about it. But, let's see. Uh, 
Um, he feels drained after his encounters with the friend. Yeah. Um, his mom, like, sees him and she's like, are you okay? Like, did yeah. you sleep okay? And he's like, yeah, I did. And I think. And, like, he can never fully remember anything. Like, he can never fully, like, with confidence say yes or no. He's like, I think I did this or I think I did that. Yeah. At least in the beginning. I feel like he also just lacks a way to describe his experiences. Yes. Because they don't make sense in like a real world well scenarios. i mean yeah they're very extraterrestrial in the sense that like yeah they are not of this like dimension um what to go let's see all of his descriptions of everyone is depressing oh yeah like no one is described in like happy ways i feel this like book. this entire like book is just angry and angst and like oh yeah pent up uh like aggression 100 percent. i thought it was sweet how he liked his therapist so much i yeah i did like that too he was like i feel safe with this man after we just say there's no good descriptions but even the description of the therapist is like he's got bags under his eyes and he's graying and he looks tired but right he makes me feel safe so like right whatever. right 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 um i bet like there was a lot of commonality that he saw in himself because mm-hmm. then George then goes on a, after he has the nightmare of being in the hole of like darkness and never being able to like leave that. Yeah. He doesn't sleep for like a week. Yeah. He like forces himself to stay awake. Uh huh. And his friend shows him like basically an image of a rotting corpse and he freaks out. Uh huh. And, um, like Tom is trying to like yell his name and, like get him to like snap out of it but he's on that walk home and he sees like tom on the bridge or whatever yes and george like freaks out or whatever and then tom comes over to babysit and george is like livid because this is when he still thinks they're that him and his mom are dating and the demon is saying tom killed your dad Oh, Mona made a fucking noise and it scared the ever living fuck out of me. Oh I was like, <gasps> the demon's coming for me. Oh my god! <laughs> Another reason why we should not be recording this at midnight. It's fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, and talks about how his dad sent letters to Tom. And yes, that she that and also that Tom knows what happened to. His dad for real. His father for real. Right. Exactly. And obviously George can't know all this without having some sort of intel. And so it freaks out Tom. And then when he's babysitting, George does this weird, like, demonic, like, smile thing with his face. Yes. And it literally scares the shit shit out of Tom. He, like, backs away from him and is like, what the fuck is happening? Right. And basically that's when he starts and to think. And I remember think, seeing that uh, he said that he saw himself in, like, either, like, the fridge, like, the reflection of the fridge or something. Yeah. And he saw how his face contorted. Yeah. And he, like, touched his face and was like, how did that happen? Right. Um. So Tom basically knows he's possessed by a demon at this point. Right. His mom refuses to believe anything's really going on for like a long time. Yeah, for until a while. the Halloween party. Well, the Halloween party happens when he cuts Tom's brake lines or whatever and puts him in the accident. Mm-hmm. But they, um, they like still don't. She still doesn't believe it. And then there's a scene where this the friend or whatever 
starts banging the shower door and kurt who is her actual boyfriend right comes in she grabs george and is like hiding from the shower because the shower door is like slamming open and shut Uh uh-huh and kurt goes in and tries to stop it and whatever entity it is like slams it into him and it breaks the shower door and then she's like call tom call tom and like tom comes over i think now i can't remember things are blurring together between tom and kurt but so it's all fucked up let's see let's see i gotta go through my notes Mm. i did a lot of doodling as i listened that's good little night sky Oh, really <laughs> means you're actually paying attention. Did you know that? I did not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty mindless, so. Yes. Um, And then we bounce back to, like, between, obviously, back then and now. And mm-hmm. I love how the therapist, he's like, what does it mean to raise a child? Love, responsibility, and, and a, a good, good and happy, happy child. child. And I love whenever authors finally put in the like title of mm-hmm. the book into the story and it makes it applicable and how he like left out a good, a good and, and happy, happy child. child. He says, I love him more than anything in the world. I feel like I'm responsible. And the therapist like, but you didn't say anything about being a good and happy child. And he's like, do you think you can raise someone like that? And he's like, I don't know. And he's like, do you think you are good? And George like freaks out. He's like, I don't fucking know if I'm good he or not. He gets really defensive. He compares himself to Hitler. Yes. He's like, you ask anyone, they they're gonna think they're good. Like you could ask Hitler, like who's a monster? And the therapist is like, why are you comparing yourself to a monster like Hitler? Like, I just thought right. that was so interesting. And that's like just another way, like why it was like the first person that popped into your head was exactly. like Hitler as a uh, comparison. We're kind of bouncing around in the that's like fine. order of things, but. If you read it, then it doesn't really matter. Um, let's see. It's kind of hard to keep it straight because that's also before um, he ends up going to after the Halloween party. Yeah, because he, goes he has to like a psychiatric a, an actual episode. He cuts the brake lines to Tom Harris's car, and Tom Harris gets into an accident, and they send him to. A hospital because after he gets done or after he does that he kind of like blacks out by doing that and then he kind of comes back to and like uses in a demon voice that he's like he cut the brake lines yeah but the way george describes it it's like not him who's doing, who it, doing it right which is i love he the, like, like had like amnesia personality type like, of yeah thing that's happening he had amnesia essentially um, also, he has the vision of his dad with his friend. Yes. Where the dad the says, dad I him, hate Tom. Right. Tom murdered me. He Look manipulated for the me to go to Honduras. Yes. And he told, so that way he could talk to my the, your mom or my wife and steal her away from me. And yeah, all kinds of stuff. Um, and that feeds into George's like hatred yeah which also then fuels why he cut the brake lines in right his car. but then we go on so like when uh, george goes to the hospital his mom finally like explains like your dad had religious like epiphanies and stuff and uh-huh. he also had auditory 
hallucinations and visual hallucinations right and he tell she tells the doctor that and yes. the doctor is like oh and like really like hones in on that like diagnosis yes and so another thing that i think is interesting is like when he's at the hospital these things stop and it's like is it because right. the drugs are yes a stupor is it because he's not at home so like there's not enough of a, like a hold that this like demon thing can get on him it's just very interesting to think about i think so i think it's the medicine the thorzac or thor thorzine or whatever thorzine yeah but also then is it mental illness or is it actually a demon right so this is like how it plays into like is this really happening is this a mental illness is this conventional reality or is this reality like is this paranormal yes and then you can also think about like reality is subjective and it is everybody, like yes. different for everyone. So like who's to say it's not mm-hmm. right. So I love the, the unreliable narrator. I know you really do love an unreliable narrator. It's just narrator. like it makes you think so much more about everything. I like guess. not not a thing can happen where you're not like this is triple meaning. Like, it Maybe. could be any of these things. I feel like sometimes I get really annoyed with unreliable narrators because, like, I just want... To know. To know. But that's also the beauty is you're, like, fucking frustrated, but you'll never know the answer. Right. He- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, evilly smiling at him out here right now because I'm, like, it's so good. It is. Ugh. So, I think I stopped really whenever... Sh- he finally... Uh, is talking to like Tom Harris and Clarissa and, and, and Freddie. And Freddie. Which, okay, here's another thing about the unreliableness of all of this mm. is it's fucked up for three adults to be telling in an 11 year old child right. that he's possessed by a demon because right. that will, one, influence the right. s- like psyche. Two, is just like religious trauma. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the fact that like they were talking about how that he they performed exorcisms. Yes, two, two exorcisms on him. And so that that adds to like can we believe what George is saying or is he just latching onto this because his dad felt this way too? Right. And these people were a part of it, so like now he feels like I think it's even crazier how George and um how Tom is like super I guess excited and interested and all this and not like worried and how the dad was trying to communicate basically with hell and like back oh yeah like to be like a conduit between the two worlds it was all very strange because then when they do the exorcism Mm -hmm. one of them it literally like possesses George and it talks to Tom and it's like, you're the professor and what happened to your mystic, which is George's dad. And Uh it's like calling out again, this shit that it shouldn't know unless it like was there basically. Right. So yeah. Sorry, Mona. I need my notebook. Oh no. She's trying to sit on it. She's laying on it. I know. Um, Oh, and the, the, there's the other exorcism with the girl, Grace. Yes. That just, like, I think 
also you have to think about how he saw this exorcism with her and how that maybe primed him yeah. for when he had his exorcism. And again, you can't trust anything in this fucking book. So he has an exorcism at the end of the book? Yeah. Okay. Um, And it gets even crazier because he has one where he like communicates with everyone and he's in the room. And then there's another where like he... It's not like an exorcism per se. It's uh-huh. just like him battling with his own demon. Right. And it, he says like, I don't need like another exorcism because I got rid of him. But did he actually? No. Um, okay. So then we get to the shower door part. They pack up and leave and they go stay at Kurt's house. Okay. And when they're at Kurt's house, Kurt and George's mom have sex and he can like hear it mm. and he and the demons like see they don't need you they don't want you like you shouldn't be here and then I skipped ahead a little bit but something else happens the mom gets into what she says is a car accident but I don't think it actually was because she has like broken ribs and stuff and like uh-huh. it's fucked up and I skipped that part because I was trying to like finish it finish right and I'm kind of mad at myself but um whatever it is that george is going to be sent away to the psychiatric hospital again. yes yes and so he's like fuck this shit and tries to run away and kurt follows him outside uh-huh and um okay let me let me let me see let me see oh my god oh my god oh my god i lost it <laughs> oh sorry i skipped ahead okay when the exorcism happens it's because fucking tom harris says to george the demon wants to kill you don't say that to an 11 year old okay what the fuck that's when they have the exorcism and it becomes like an other george so george is in his body but he's also seeing another george because this is a shadow self and stuff right 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 and the demon comes out in george's body is like mocking him and fighting him um all this stuff and then, fast forward, that's when the demon is like, you need to run away because you're going to go to a psychiatric hospital. Kurt follows him outside because mm-hmm. he's running outside in the right. snow and stuff. And um, the demon is like, er, George is trying to tell the demon, like, you're trying to kill me. Like, I'm not letting this happen anymore. Like, right. you he's trying to stand up for himself. Yes. He's trying to defeat it, basically. Right. And he goes, no, no, no. Kurt's trying to kill you. You should kill him. I didn't do anything. And so, basically, Kurt is chasing George, who's trying to chase the demon to kill the demon. And the demon's, like, fuck. Like, losing his grip on him. So, he's, like, fighting back and doing everything. And George follows the demon up into a tree and is, like, trying to, like, fight him. And as he's, like fighting the demon he goes to a tree that's like next to the river Uh uh-huh and there's a rope swing and so he takes the rope and like ties the rope around the demon's neck and like shoves him off and like hangs trigger warning hangs him (laughs) and so um and as like george pushes him george falls into the stream and he like has to lug himself out and he's like i finally fucking did it i finally killed my demon like i'm safe finally like and he runs to um freddie and clarissa and tom harris who are all together and he's like listen to what i just did and they're like what the fuck are you talking about because he has like actual like scrapes and like 
bruises and like shit right all over right him. right right because they whenever he had his first episode of like trying to stay up and stuff he had like bruises bruises everywhere all over his body right 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 and he had like pinch marks and stuff too yeah. at another time yeah and in that you you're like did the demon do that to you or did you do that to yourself for attention for attention yeah from his mom when when he had the bruises all over his body oh. and he was like oh the hands are pinching me or whatever but when then Clarissa and the mom talk it's like either someone did this to him or he did this to himself right so anyways okay so yeah, sorry he had scratches all over himself yes and Tom is like when you do that with someone like you don't see like physical like when you like wrestle with a demon or whatever it's mental not physical so you don't see these things but it's just like a passing comment mm-hmm. and then they call his mom and his mom comes and gets them and she's like Kurt never came back home when he like went out to look for you and so they go to bed and they're like both super worried and in the morning uh, there's a knock on the door and so George goes running downstairs and he's like Kurt's home like swings open the door and it's the police and he's like where's your mom and he gets his mom and they're like you need to come with us and it's Kurt who's hanging from the the tree and they never suspect George because he's 11 and Kurt's a grown ass man there's like there's no way that like you could haul up a grown man from a tree and do that to him right but you have to think like well while he's you know grappling with his demon it's really like Kurt he's fighting off and like he just happens to like push him at the right way if they're on a tree right so like whatever and um so then right whenever you said that you said that he defeated the demon I knew exactly it was yes and so another thing that happens throughout the book is like the demon is always saying like the person who was going to replace his dad, quote unquote, like, right. First, he thinks it's Tom. Ella, Hel- Tom, Tom Harris. Harris is going to start dating his mom. And so right. he's the bad guy. And then Kurt is trying to date. The mom is dating the mom. So, so he becomes the, the bad, bad guy. guy. And so like is like his demon is whoever is trying to like replace his dad in his eyes or whatever. Right. Basically this poor kid is tortured and he's yeah. he's like uh kills his stepdad who he actually started to like Kurt like right after the mental hospital he like yeah because Kurt like, was I really like yeah noticed like reality versus fake yes and so it's like extra sad I know because I saw that like I saw the transition of like the relationship and stuff because he noticed that like his mom was actually like super happy and yeah whatnot and they're like their love was a lot more softer and like less noticeable and like genuine and yeah because his so dad and his mom didn't have a great right like they no. were always yelling and crying and, yes like, arguing about that and like, scla- like yes mm-hmm. yeah and yeah then they do they mention that a lot very tumultuous relationship so then fast forward george is an as an adult like kind of like realizes all this stuff he goes to a hospital and is like i fucking killed him like and he's so frustrated because his therapist is like 
no, you didn't. You were a child. Like, there's no way you could have done this. That's why you were never a suspect but from the police. And he's like, I did this. No one believes me because no one, like, thinks that the demon was real. Basically, like, he, this guilt has been eating him alive. Like, yeah. And then we realize the reason he's so fucking afraid to touch his kid is because he doesn't want this demon to, like, transfer to his kid. Exactly. That I figured like it's it probably transferred from his dad to him. Yeah. And now he feels like it's going to pass on. And so his therapist is like, do you want to let the demon win? Like, do you want right. to, like, let the cycle continue? Because that's what's going right. to happen. Do you want to succumb to if this? If you don't, like, accept reality. Right. Quote, unquote. And so before he can, like, sign himself into the mental hospital, he, like, books it home. And his wife had, like, kicked him out, basically. Yes. Uh-huh. And so he goes into their apartment and the kid is, like, uh, sitting in the bathroom in a bassinet when his mom is showering and he picks them up he w- goes and grabs the kid and the mom comes out of the shower is like where the fuck did he go and like comes out of the bathroom and there he is holding him uh-huh and she's like what are you doing him put him down because she knows that he can't hold him and because that's why they like we're gonna get a divorce and stuff because she like hired a divorce lawyer and all these things right right no and, i know those parts okay and um so he's holding his kid and he's like it's gonna be okay like i won't ever leave you like this isn't gonna happen to you and the ending is he looks out a win the window and the demon is staring at them with his huck finn face and his straw blonde hair uh and he's the demon like opens his mouth and like screams in anger and he's like and i know like in that moment that like this isn't going to continue. So basically like not being a shitty father is going to break the curse of this demon. Interesting. Yes. And I, I like the ending a lot. Right. Like obviously I'm not doing it justice cause I'm just like going well, quick you're or paraphrasing. whatever. Right. But just like, like the way they describe like the anguish on the demon's face is so good at like just like loving his kid and also the fact that like the first time he like truly sees the full demon is outside his window as a child and now the demon is again outside his window as an adult like looking in but this time like he's not accepting it right so it ends as it begins a circle yeah an ouroboros (laughs) so I mean, I'm still going to read it. Like you I totally said, should. I, I was just you really. You totally should. It's so much no, better. I totally liked the characters and I really liked George as a character in the sense of like just how developed he is. And yeah. he's just like, everybody's very dimensional. And that's what I really like oh, about yeah. it. And I feel like this is also another growth read. Like uh, for yeah. us, it's a very, it's a little bit more of like an adult fiction horror sort of thing. Right. You know, so it's heavy. I like it. I wish they didn't like describe the like i feel like a lot of building descriptions were done and stuff like that yeah like that stuff was kind of random i like the character development for sure but like Mm -hmm. some of the other scenery i was like "Mm, that's okay you're like i could have saved but back to what you said about how he's so mature george or whatever Mm -hmm. like even the therapist says like you're you're quite odd for things, 11. Yeah. yeah. You're acknowledging things that. Can't. Right. Exactly. That so. would take a lifetime for them to f- figure out. Yeah. Like even their 
vernacular that they use in this book mm-hmm. i'm like i was no like there 11 year old i was about to say i was this like this shit, like, this is not a 11 year old kid this is like no. a 18 year old kid in 11 year old's body <laughs> yeah but so there's no way it's definitely a spooky book it is yeah like it could give you nightmares if you really think about it too hard hmm. but just wait just wait I know. For all the other books that we're reading. But Can you anyways, believe we're halfway through October? I know. It's fucking weird. It's crazy. So, but anyway, I, w- one of the last few things I wanted to say, I did like that we did do this book because it is paranormal because I don't read paranormal stuff. Yeah, me either. And I think this was still a really good book that kind of just edged on it. Yeah. And um, it only gave you like a very brief taste. So it wasn't like... um full-fledged full-fledged and it also had a happy ending like it had a resolved ending yes which was nice because like obviously you don't want a book that says like yeah you're gonna be all consumed by your demons get over it sort of thing it's like if you see like your demons metaphorically like if you have something that's troubling you you have to like face those things to overcome them rather than block them and that's how you break a cycle from Especially generational trauma. Generational, right, exactly. That is actually very true because generational trauma kind of really feeds into, like, everything. But it's crazy how this traumatic ordeal of losing his father, like, was the trigger to keep, like, make him have hallucin- like, hallucin- hallucinations. hallucinations and auditory hallucinations. Yeah. And they talk about in the book how, like, death in the family of someone close to you or whatever can trigger these kinds of things but it's also like this is more intense than a normal like episode after that kind of thing happened right i just i think in the 70s like obviously there wasn't very good literature or vernacular over like schizophrenia exactly and um i think that's what this was and i was to a degree about that i was like some of this sounds like schizophrenia except for the fact that it stops for a long time and usually schizophrenia is something that happens when you're older but it just it like reminded me of it uh, i don't know enough about the disease it usually the affliction because when there are like, kids who are schizophrenic yeah it's kind of rare though like i'm pretty sure it happens in like your late late 20s. teens early well that's 20s. how like bipolar disorder really like starts to develop too is in your 20s because that's whenever the area of your brain the like broca's yeah. area is starting to really develop so like either it underdevelops or it or it develops correctly and if it underdevelops then you have those mismatch like hormones to cause mood swings and like the you know traditional symptoms of bipolar yeah also just because we were talking about schizophrenia i'm like pretty sure like if you're deaf like it's like the odds of you having schizophrenia are like nil yes because you can't have auditory hallucinations right and like who's to say you can't have like visual hallucinations but like it like they think it has a lot because to do with they're the auditory linked. they're linked yeah. to one another i just think that's they're so heavily linked i remember there's this one girl on tiktok i know this is kind of off 
key but there's this one girl on tiktok that she lost her like psycho uh psychotherapic drug and like a seed of beads and she was trying she's like so i'm having a little bit of an episode right now having an auditory hallucination i have like this rock and roll song just like blaring right now in my ears and like she's just like bopping along she's like we've got to find this before it gets worse but right now i'm kind of jamming this is good (laughs) it's a good like rock and roll song so it made it seem very obviously less stigma than you know having like not people like demonic has yes right like the sh- and i think the that's one thing that i even kind of fell into because i thought it was always like bad like yeah. evil sort of thing and i think that's i feel like that's very southern thinking to think that no these i just auditories are like enough. there's always you know demonic or something bad or something that is meant to be harmful and it literally this girl was just having a rock and roll concert on her, in her head yeah i i think that's just in general because even as a psych major like i felt like so many of the hallucinations were bad right um, or you know not the negative right um but you also have to look at the triggers that cause these hallucinations are they negative too yeah so um there's a guy on tiktok who i I think I follow him or like I went down like his whole page one day Uh and he in his videos overlays different voices and like basically like shows you what he sees and hears as a schizophrenic person and like he shows like all the different faces and they're like very like animated masky looking Uh like sketchy looking Mm. and um like, half like the time sketchbook you looking yes mm. not like sketchy like scary right um although they weren't like pleasant per se right um and then the the auditory was just very much like layered over whispering like you couldn't even technically like tell what most of them are saying mm. but it was just it's so interesting that like what we have now people can literally like show you what their schizophrenia is like right and it may be just like a very small glimpse and obviously not like the well, best right, rep- yeah. representation but even just the fact of like trying to get some semblance of like what people go through yeah is crazy and i feel like it just opens up doors for people just to give a better understanding and respect and like recognition to people who do have these illnesses and yeah. these diseases because i feel like they're still so stigmatized and people don't know like honestly like I want to know more about schizophrenia because it does scare me a little bit only because of like what I've been fed to or yeah. what I've been fed from the media. Cause I don't know what that disease kind of entails besides obviously like the main, the main uh, afflictions of, you know, yeah. hallucinations, whether that's like visual or auditory. So, but anyways, I have a book that I'm reading. It's called the schizophrenias and oh. it's their essays. Interesting. So I will link that on the pod if you want it. I was going to say, I really want to know what inspired this author. I might need to do like a little deep dive. I went on to the Wikipedia. It was published in 2007. Interesting enough. So it's not totally old, but like, yeah. Yeah. And then I think there was a movie made about it. There's a movie. We're not watching it. You know, you know, I need to watch it. I'm surprised you're so gung-ho about watching it. I think maybe because I already, like, know it. I might be chill. And also, okay. if it's an older movie, it might not be as scary. Okay. What were we talking the about first, last week? The first second I get scared, I'll turn it off. 
it. But I, for some reason, I'm imagining something like very corny. I'm imagining something like The Conjuring because it was in 2007. Mm, okay, yep. Can't watch that. Yeah. True. Um, Wait, it's recent enough. It's still only like. Yeah, I guess. No, I would like to know what inspired the author to write this book. Yeah, I like where last like week it was so easily recognizable that drugs were maybe the cause of her inspiration. Not the cause, but like a very oh, like heavy yeah. direct impact of the inspiration of the of the episode or of the book. Um, so, yeah, I know. I think it would be interesting how writers just could come up with these like different ideas. Yeah, like sometimes some it's like, like they dreams. write what they know. Right. But sometimes maybe... I feel like people write what they fear in order to, like, understand it better. That's true. And, like, conquer it. So, like, maybe that was part of it. Maybe. That's actually a really good observation. So, I I feel like it's all just an interesting, an interesting yeah. time. I just, again, I love a, a good book that makes you, like, really think about everything. Yeah. Questions everything. And, okay, I want to know, so what do you think? Do you think he was possessed or do you think it's just, like, mental illness? I think it's mental illness. I think it's mental illness. Yeah. And like slight possession. Yeah. Because like I think you can't have the strength to kill a grown man at 11. And I think demonic like entities can give you that. Yeah. Because like you said, like in your paraphrase that he was obviously trying to like rein back control. So there must be some type of power or like right you know uh superhuman strength that mm-hmm. was given to him and that made him see that kurt was the demon and like the demon masked who kurt was as himself because he knew that kurt was trying to help and right. the demon was telling him that kurt is trying to kill you to save himself so yeah. that way he can be present within the boy's life so i think that's very like crazy that even your demons can be your demons themselves are manipulative well and yeah i mean your your demons are gonna try and always convince you right and it just reminds me of like addiction or like gambling and you know things that are like that that like those addiction and those behaviors are always gonna still like whisper in your ear and they'll want to the way you see everything right they'll manipulate your world so that way that they are still a part of it and they're still at the center of it yeah so. so, like, this book is such a metaphor for everything. Yeah. And I just, like, I love how, like, one second it's just, like, totally leaning towards, oh, this is definitely, like, a mental illness thing, like, a, a grief-induced, like, triggered, what, like, psychiatric episode. And then the next chapter you're like, oh, my God, this is a full-fledged possession. And it's, like, back and forth. Yes. Every episode. Because, like, one second he's at the psychiatric hospital Every getting chapter. help. Uh, yeah, sorry. And then the next chapter, he it's, like, the the shower door swinging open and, like, shattering. Right. And I feel like that chapter alone is enough to, like, kind of convince me more towards the possession thing. Because the mom saw that, too. Unless we can't trust George's recollection of that. And the mom didn't actually pull him away and he just like imagined that and it was having one of those moments where he's like in two places at once thing. Right, right, right. Anyways, because there's like even (laughs) even the um Yeah, that was that was a little yeah. I should not have done that. I just got excited. (laughs) Um 
even the therapist is like where did you go you went somewhere for a second yeah because he like kind of glazed off and i was like okay so but no i'm definitely gonna finish it and i even have sleeping beauties already queued up i know that i think you're gonna have to listen to because you're not gonna be able to finish that as a book book not with acl coming up uh, I know. Um, it's at the it's at the library, and I, you can borrow it. That's how I bought. I'm borrowing mine right now. Okay, I'm gonna look. Are you gonna double check? Know. Are you gonna yeah, look right I'm now? Make sure there's not a wait. I don't think so. I hope not. That's my main issue with like so many books is there's such a long wait for everything at the library. Yes. Sleeping Beauties. The book itself, I think, was on hold. But oh oh, oh, oh is it borrowed? I can. Yay! I'm so happy. Oh, my God. I'm going to start it tomorrow, too. I'm going to start it tomorrow, too. After I finish this one. It says... Because I think I only have, like, four hours 25 left. 25 hours. Yeah. I'm so glad you told me that. Yeah. But I'm also so mad that I actually bought the book on my Kindle now. <laughs> oh, fuck. I told you. Yeah. It's okay. Damn it. All good. Either that way. means I can read it forever if I want. There you go. Even if you like it. Well, that was really kind of our thoughts. That was actually yeah. really... It was a shorter book than what we... Yeah, have. it was only like a seven-hour read or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, it was only like... It's just on the cusp, like just over 300 pages. Yeah, like 318. it's not a long book. But it was good. I still... Like I said, or it was good. It's good to like the point that I have it, and now I'm still excited just to see like the ending. Even though you told me I want to read it like in description and detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm excited. Um, We want to know what... Please, like, comment and tell us what you guys think happened. Or, like, mm-hmm. send us a DM because I want to know your thoughts on this one especially. Just because yes. it is so up in the air. Yeah. Um, this next week we are reading uh, Sleeping Beauties yep. by Owen King and Stephen King. Yep. It's a book that he did with his son. I've read this before, but it, it's been many a years since I read it. And this was my first ever Stephen King novel that I ever even like tried reading and I loved it. Okay, I've so never read it, so I'm excited. I really, really, really We keep like really switching back and it. forth between like you read it, I read, read it. it. But this next one and then the one after that for the last um for Verity, the last week is Verity. Read. No, I read it. Oh. I read it. You are crazy. <laughs> I've I've I read it bef- way before the podcast was even a okay, thought. Okay. Well, I haven't read that one. Uh that one's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I'm excited for you. I want to know what you think is like true and what it isn't. But either way, um but yeah, so tune in next week for Sleeping Beauties, and then the week after that is Verity. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be super excited for that because we just know that it is controversial in the and ending popular. And, and very popular by Colleen Hoover. So um, yeah, tune in for the next few weeks for, so that way we can conclude this week's um, or this month's spooky season, yes. like spooky reads. And also be on the lookout. We're going to put our reading schedule for November already. Because it's going to be halfway through the month. Yeah. So that way you guys can get a head start. And if there's any books that you want to read or that you've already read, that way you can mark them down and look forward to it whenever we post those episodes. So. And wish us luck this weekend while we go to ACL yeah. all three days again. Literally. I was exhausted last weekend when I was Girl, working. Girl, you this were so true. So tired. You were so right. I was like sore. And yeah. we literally just stood. 
I was sore for like, I was still sore this morning when I, I woke was still up. sore this morning too. And yeah. the, my blisters are like, whew. Actually, my blister is like so much better. Thank God. I wore That's cowboy good. boots one day and I got like a blister and it's totally gone. Yay. Yeah. Mine is not. Mine is healing right now. It's very itchy. I'm definitely going to wear those boots again. I know. I can't not. They're blue and they're beautiful. They are. They're blue and beautiful. And uh, keep a lookout on some other graphics because I've been making some more graphics. Maddie's been on a roll. I have been. And um, please go give me love because I am self-conscious about my work. <laughs> and follow um, us on TikTok. We're yes. funny on there. Uh, yeah. Tori's funny. I am. I try to be. You are funny, too. I try. I'm trying. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's a it's 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 a work in progress. It's hard to let go of like being embarrassed. Yeah. Cuz I definitely am still like that, but I just have to say fuck it because I just want to build things. a book community cuz right. it's fun. It is. So, but maybe one day Casey Musgraves will be, be a part of podcast. our We'll be on our podcast. I literally was like, Aaron, you need to manifest this for us where we read a book with Casey for an episode. Oh my God. That or she just comes on and says like what book she likes the best. Yeah. And, like, I want to know her TBR so fucking bad. Why? Like, what kind of books so, does she like? Right. What's like her all time favorite right now? Did she read as a kid? What was her all time favorite as a child? Like growing up? Did she have multiple? <sighs> I just need to know these things now. I know. I need to be your best friend. She's so cool. At Spacey Casey, if you're listening to this and you see our banner this weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm so pissed that we did oh, not man. make it. Oh, man. I know. Oh, man. If we had had it when we were up close, that would have been She would have seen it. No, she would have seen it. I know. Damn. A stab in my heart. You honestly might have to just take one for the team and go up there again. <laughs> <laughs> By myself? I don't yes. think so. E- take Rachel. <laughs> okay take rachel she'll go because i have to take cameron to see the red hot chili peppers i'm gonna take our banner up there yep 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 <laughs> yep anyways all right guys well that is this week's episode and make we'll sure s- that you tune in to next week so you yeah. see us on the next one we'll see you we love you thanks for listening Always. okay bye later